Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Monday afternoon. Here we go again for another week. The sun was shining. I think it still is shining. Kind of a gray weekend. Hope you managed to enjoy it somehow. I am a judge in synchronized swimming, so I spent pretty much every waking hour in a pool, which was okay because it was nice and warm. And uh, at one point, though, there's not a lot of windows at this pool, so you're wondering, what is it doing outside? I kind of like it when I haven't missed a weekend of blue sky, sunshine, white snow. So hopefully you had a good weekend as well. Thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us this afternoon. We heard on the news, and we've talked about this um, even last week, how we now have reached that goal of ending homelessness. It was 10 years ago that we said, in 10 years, we are going to end homelessness. Well, as you've heard, it was a laudable goal, one that they have seen some improvement, but it's not as if everyone on Calgary streets has a home to live in that obviously hasn't happened yet. But even on the journey of this past 10 years and how we look at people who end up on the street, the importance of getting a roof over their head, but also the importance of finding a purpose and ultimately finding work, work that maybe pays a person, gives them a sense of worth. It's a real complicated issue. And that's why last week when I saw this story out of Denver, I thought we've got to talk with Denver and find out exactly how their program has worked. It's called the Denver Day Works Program. Marcus Ratosa is the program manager, joins us today. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Angela. I love the fact that we're also talking to Denver because we often compare ourselves to Denver when we look at uh, an energy city, the proximity to the mountains. And so it's, it's kind of cool that we're talking to Denver and how you have looked at homelessness and dealing with people who find themselves on the street. Give me maybe a snapshot of what Denver deals with when it comes to a homeless situation. Sure. Um, well, like Calgary, um, we've also had a recent uh, 10-year plan to end homelessness. Um, a lot of that work uh, continues to this day. Um, but we've done with, uh, with Denver Day Works, I think in part of that picture is really to help those who are chronically homeless, those who are not engaging in any of the services that we're already providing or that we're already supporting as a city. How do you define chronically homeless? Yeah, so chronically homeless, um, there's a more technical definition um, but it's essentially someone who's had a long string of homelessness um, or a series of homelessness episodes over the past uh, few years. Where do, they, um, where do they find themselves right now? Because I'd almost think they may be in Calgary. We have different drop-in centers, but that's the furthest thing from what someone might consider a home. Sure, yeah. So um, we, we would go even farther to say that those who are not even using a drop-in center, mm. um, those who are not connected to any programs, um, either because they don't qualify for some reason, they don't have something in their background, um, or because they just choose not to uh, to use any of those avenues that are available to them. So where do they spend their days? Uh, out on the street. Um, un- unfortunately, that's that's what they've that's what they've chosen. Where do they spend their nights? Yeah, also also uh, often on the street. Um, some that we would call chronically homeless certainly use the shelter system, um, but may not be actively um, you know engaging again with a lot of the community services that are out there. What kind of numbers are we looking at, do you think, Marcus? 
Yeah, so uh, the 2017 point-in-time survey, um, actually the 2018 uh, survey is going on today, uh, Mm. but the 2017 numbers place uh, those who are homeless in Denver at uh, over 3,000. They consider about a quarter of those to be chronically homeless. Mm, Okay, all right. So your Denver Day Works program, you have to tell me how it works. Sure, yeah. So we are um, we are a homeless outreach and a supported employment program. Basically, we want to reach those who are not choosing to engage with any of their services. Um, they, they won't even darken the door of our human services building, for instance. Uh, the way we do that is we try to lower the barriers um, to getting into a, a work experience. So instead of just saying, hey, come on down and we'll give you an application and we'll see what assistance we can give you, we say, hey, come work with us. Uh, we'll give you cash at the end of the day and then throughout the day we'll feed you and we'll, we'll have that conversation, really find out where you're at, um, what your goals are, what's possible for you. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, if, if we can take someone who's really skeptical about working with the city or working with other service providers, uh, then that, that's a win for us. And so this is the conversation or you're reaching out to all 3,000 or did you say you're focusing more on the, the quarter, the, the chronically homeless? Yeah, so I'd, I'd love to be able to do much more targeted outreach. Um, the, the program itself was... Uh, dreamed up um, when the when the city was going through a bout of um, uh, working with homeless encampments and trying to ensure that those were safe, mm-hmm. um, and honestly that those who were who were in them have uh, a place to go, a better place to go. Um, uh, and the way we wanted to do that was to uh, to offer something much more tangible than again just mm. hey c- come with me. Um, and so. Yeah, go ahead, Marcus. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying anyone who ends up in an encampment, to me, they would be maybe on that that homelessness, the chronic homelessness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, someone who has uh, essentially have everything around them and they are uh, seeking to provide for themselves outside of uh, what the city or some of the service providers you know, are putting forth and certainly outside of uh, uh, you know, the normal, I guess, housing, uh, housing market. Do you think, especially people, if that's how it all began, and do you still, have you have you succeeded then? Do you still have encampments in Denver? Because we had a similar situation in here a number of years ago in Calgary. Yeah, I, I think the unfortunate thing is that um, while if you were to drive around Denver, you might not see the same, the same locations with an encampment, um, the people are still there. Um, we, as part of our, as part of our program, we have what's called an advisory council. Every, every month we meet with those who are participants either current or, or former, um, and we just we get their, their impressions on how the program is working or, honestly, the other things that they're facing in life. Um, and in general, they feel like they've been kind of pushed out of, out of the city or out of the community, and it actually makes it harder to, to work with them. Um, but, again, that's why we want to go in and, um, and through this program, through Denver Day Works, to offer them uh, really the things and the tools that are going to help them to get out of that. Okay, so we are focusing on a, a percentage of this overall homeless population of 3,000 people. So you you say, here, come work for us, and you, you pay them money. What kind of work are they doing? Yeah, so we have, uh, we have partnerships. I, I work for the Department of Human Services, but we have partnerships from the beginning with our Parks Department, Public Works, uh, Denver's Road Home, um, and we... Um, we're contracted through a community service provider called Bayout Enterprises. Uh, the typical work site is either in a city park um, or at our public works headquarters. Uh, we're scaled right now so that that's about the, the amount of work sites that we need. But honestly, we're always trying to expand out into the community. So, for instance, we're talking with some business improvement, improvement districts or other anchor institutions in the area. Um, for instance, we have uh, a campus that actually is home to three different, three different schools, and we're looking to, uh, to expand to their campus as well. 
how many employ how many workers would you have going out to these it sounds like temporary work to me yeah um it, it's somewhat akin to day labor um we have uh we have capacity right now essentially to work with a dozen participants on each day and we operate right now three days a week but in 2018 we're going to expand to four days and then hopefully hopefully to five days as well um that's uh uh, over the over the past year, we actually would split it up and go to two different work sites. Uh, but in 2018, we, we we find that when we stay together, we're actually much more efficient. We're able to give more personalized attention to each of our participants. And so, uh, what kind of work are they doing? How much are they being paid? Sure. So uh, most of our uh, most of our work is landscape labor, um, essentially working in a park. Um, you've got uh, everything from trash pickup, spreading mulch, um, planting trees. Uh, planting flowers. It depends on the season, of course. So when it snows, we uh, can help along help along with that. Um, the city pays a, a living wage. Uh, we pay twelve fifty nine an hour. Um, it is six six hours a day, um, but essentially, someone uh, who works with us for the day uh, winds out at the end of the day with seventy dollars in their pocket. And so, do these people get to come back day after day after day? I know you say you're trying to spread it out to maybe five days a week, but um, or every day it's going to be a different group of twelve laborers. Yeah, so um, one of one of our inspire, inspiration programs out there is from Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, and one of the things that that they've done is they they meet a new crew each day, um, or, or closer to it. We wanted to engage with someone uh, for week after week. So essentially, uh, we work with someone for about ten weeks, um, and they are scheduled. They're on a schedule. So if you're scheduled for Tuesday, uh, we're expecting you next Tuesday to come in. Um, if you're not there, we'll miss you. Um, but at the same time, it's something where uh, you can count on there being work for you. Now, in those in those ten weeks, we hope to um, certainly put some money in your pocket, certainly get some food in your belly. Um, but honestly, it's about working you towards next steps. And different people come to us in different situations. For some, they're ready for employment, and we can actually get them a job in just a couple weeks. I think our average is about six weeks. Um, for others, they have different goals, or they don't they don't quite have uh, maybe the the bigger goals that we we would hope hope that they have. And so it's about building trust with them and helping them to envision a brighter future. Next steps. All right, I want to talk about those next steps. Have to take a break here, though. Marcus Rotosa is the program manager for the Denver DayWorks program, a different way of looking at how we deal with homelessness. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Day on 770 CHQR. Your thoughts, 403-974-8255. Back after this. Just taking a look at the Denver DayWorks program and an opportunity, it appears, for the chronically homeless to be able to get work experience, uh, get a little money in their pocket. Marcus Ratosa is the program manager. As I look at the uh, list of uh, partners, um, some of these are, uh, does Denver have a strong union? When, it, when you talk about Denver Public Works, Denver Parks and Recreation, are those all unionized um, groups? Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably not the, an expert on that. Mm. Um, what I can say is that we do, um, the, that the classification that our participants are operating under is something that uh, could be performed um, by union workers. Um, the city abides by um, our ordinances that regulate that. And the only reason I say that, Marcus, is do union workers say, wait, you're taking my job? Right, yeah, that's certainly a concern uh, that we foresaw at the beginning. Um, I, honestly, I, I think it speaks to one of the advantages um, to the city side on having this program is that it puts um, those who are in the community um, often in the shadows and it brings them out and it has them work shoulder to shoulder um, with those who are city employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really 
I think helps helps everyone, everyone involved, to recognize the humanity and the dignity of of those who are just looking for a job and looking to um, get on their way. Yeah, looking um, for a job, looking for job experience. It sounds like as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Many of our participants uh, not only are unemployed at the time, um, but have not had a job in months, if not years. Now, some of the other partners, and maybe this is old, but it's um, Napa Auto Parts. King Supers, Hotel Teatros. Does that sound familiar to you, Marcus? Are those Correct, some of the yeah. partners? So to me, some of those would also be from the, the private private sector. So here's the bottom line is, how much does it cost the city of Denver to have the Denver DayWorks program? Well, in our first year, we had a budget of $400,000. Um, and in the, in the new year, um, we're just over $600,000. And that money would be going to administrators and people like yourself, but I'd, I'd hope the bulk of it's going to the people you're trying to help. Sure, yeah. So um, actually, uh, n- none of those numbers comes on the city side to administrators. Um, certainly it pays for the staff, those who are case managers, um, those who do outreach, those who supervise the work sites. Hmm. Um, but uh, a significant portion um, goes, of course, towards the actual wages and the other benefits that we provide to our participants. And would the partner companies then pitch in as well, or are the partner companies just saying, sure, come do some work at the hotel, but you guys have to cover the, the labor? Yeah, so um, I guess first of all, we would, we, would, we would love to have others who are sponsoring the program, allowing us to expand really to, to meet and to, to help more people in Denver. Um, as far as those who are uh, permanent employers, those are those from the list that you uh, that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, those are uh, those employers that we've helped to connect people to. So um, none of them have have served as what we would call a work site, sort of within the program. Oh. Um, honestly, what they've helped us to do is to help someone to find what their next step is, so we can help the next person in line. I get it. Um, okay, so those people actually then, when I say Goodwill Industries, they then say, "Well, you've given this person some experience. Now we'll take a chance on them and give them a job." Right, yeah. We, we have had some employers, um, and honestly, I'd like to see more of this, um, where we'll do sort of, um, you know, a few weeks, uh, a week or two here, where we essentially, we, we pay their wage, um, but they are supervised, and they're actually on the work site of their prospective employer, mm. and they're expected to make a decision after the two weeks. Can we bring this person on, or um, is it really not working out? Marcus, we know that homelessness is not black and white. There are a lot of reasons why someone ends up on the street, and mental health addictions are usually at the top of the list. So when you say this whole program is a chance to really connect with them, is that what you mean by saying, all right, we're at least giving you this job, we're giving you a bit of cash in your pocket, and now hopefully we can get you on the next step towards whether it be recovery or dealing with your mental health? Right, yeah. I think a lot of the time that I've particularly spent on this program is helping to um, understand all the different parties, either with the city or just in the community, um, who can offer something to those uh, that we're trying to serve, the chronically homeless. Um, you're right, there's certainly um, a, a high incidence of substance abuse, of mental, mental illness, um, and certainly among those that we're working with, um, you know, all of the participants that we've met over the past year. Um, so uh, I, I do hope that the program expands in order to, um, uh, to, to better address those concerns more directly, for instance, in mental health. Um, but at this time, we're, we're mostly focused on the employment side of things. Because I'm just curious, well, what kind of percentages do you have of people who have been through the DayWorks program who have then gone on to have permanent jobs? Because I think they've got a lot of issues to deal with before they can say, I'm going to be reliable and I'll be a great employee. 
Sure, yeah. Yeah, certainly not everyone is able to make that um, that jump. Um, and 10 weeks, honestly, is a bit quick even for us. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have 15 weeks and to have the capacity to do that. Um, what I can say is in the first year, um, we got uh, just over 280 um, homeless participants to come and, and be on a work site for at least one day with mm-hmm. us. Um, most, uh, there's only a handful that didn't come back the next day. So um, those in the program, about 280, and 110 of them uh, secured permanent employment, again, just in that first year. Mm. Well, you know what? It's a different way of looking at it because we know cities, provinces, uh, well, in your case, it would be states, but we, we put a lot of money into trying to figure out how we can work with the homeless and if we're doing the right things. But um, this looks like another approach. So uh, good luck to you as you continue on with the Denver Day Works program. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Marcus Ritosa, he is with the Denver Day Works program. So mull that over for a bit. What do you think about that idea? We we have, I mean, we'll always have a homeless situation. And we will have those people who, for whatever reason, when when Marcus was talking about encampments, we'll always have those people who don't want to be in a shelter. They want to be on their own. Can you reach those people? Or can you at least even take a page from the Denver Day Works program and say... This is how much the province has been giving the mustard seed, the drop-in center. Maybe we can use those dollars differently. And maybe we can get in these partnerships where we're giving someone uh, that experience again, that ability to be dependable, to be able to show up for work. And then, as Marcus said, then they have these partners where they say, all right, we'll take a chance on this person. I think, as I said, I think homelessness has so many other aspects to it. And it's not just putting a roof over your head and it's not just getting a job. But what I was hearing from Marcus was this was our opportunity to connect with someone and then say, all right, if we're giving you $70 a day, then maybe the next step is, are you looking into your addiction? What about your mental health? 403-974-8255. Let's take a break. I want to talk about this on the other side. I've got a number of texts coming in as well. What are your thoughts? We're back after this.